Hey, welcome back to the Aaron LeBauer Show. Today, we're going to talk about the problem with success. Welcome to the Aaron LeBauer Show. This is the number one show for passionate physical therapy and healthcare entrepreneurs looking to level up their income and impact on the world. If that's you, then you're in the right place. So sit back, chill out, and let's get into the show. Yes, that's right. <clears throat> Today, we're going to talk about the problem with success. There's a couple different problems with success. Number one, high level, you're afraid of success. Number two, you're so successful that you've lost like desire to keep moving forward. You've lost freedom. There's like this paradox of success and freedom, but it's Friday morning, and this is when my brain starts flowing um, ideas. Uh, I've spent most of the week working on my... Um, other aspects of the business, coaching clients, etc. And uh, today I'm actually going to record a podcast. I got a uh, meeting with one of my team members and then one or two things and then I head out to go camping. So um, by the time you're listening to this, I will have already been camping unless for some reason you're watching me actually broadcast this live. Let's talk about success. Number one, there's problems. It really, it's not just the success piece, it's problems. Everyone wants to get rid of their problems. So when people buy things, they either move towards pleasure or away from pain. Most people, you know, most people move towards pleasure in like a retail situation where, you know, that new jacket or the shoes or the boat or the thing is going to bring me some pleasure. In business, people are generally moving away from problems, but they're not always willing to accept that they have a problem. <laughs> And then in, let's say, relationships, maybe there's problems and pleasure that you're moving away from and towards, et cetera. I mean, these are the things that we're doing. We're trying to move in business, life, et cetera. We're trying to move away from problems and pain and towards pleasure. Beginning entrepreneurs have a hard time understanding this, is that I'm not here to solve your problems. I'm here to give you better problems. And for seasoned entrepreneurs, you probably know what your problems are. You just need a solution. So in the beginning, like let's say zero to 10K month problems, I can tell you what some of those problems are, but you're probably like, you know what? I've got these problems. I'm going to get rid of them and Aaron's going to get rid of them for me. Well, the fallacy is, is I can't get rid of them for you. I can show you solutions, but you actually have to do the work. And a lot of people getting started, maybe they don't have a big enough why to do the work. They just don't know. They don't know what, what work really takes. They don't know the payoff. They, you think that it should be a short-term like payoff. A lot of times with business, especially those you know, first few months or years where you're just struggling to get to 10K months or even 5K months, you're like, man, this is taking a long time. Like This isn't worth it. I don't have the money to invest, blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of reasons, okay? What you need to understand if you're in that part of the journey is you're always gonna have problems. Like, you're always gonna have a problem. I just want you to have better problems. I wanna have you like, okay, where do I put my money invest my money problems? Um, what do I do with my time? Do I go to California for this coaching program or do I go to Florida? Or do I do two trips to California in November or just one? I mean, that's a good problem. Do I take first class? I could. <clears throat> do I want to? Is it worth it? Like, seriously, that's a good problem and I want you to have that. And then we've got more like 100K or month more problems. You know, and maybe you reach this before 100K months, but 
you know, zero to 10 and 100K, we just, I just added a zero. What I'm talking about here with these, like, let's say 100K problems is you're probably to a point in your business where you know where your problems and bottlenecks are. You just don't know if you spend all the time and effort on this problem, is it going to give you the solution that you want, right? So you're problem aware and you're looking for a solution. Whereas in the beginning phases, somewhere in that zero to probably even 20K range, you're not really problem aware. And you know, like things are hard, but you don't know where the problems are. Maybe you don't even know what the questions are to ask. You struggle to figure out like, you know, which problem do I solve? Or maybe I don't have a problem, but the business isn't working. So, but it can't be me. <laughs> somewhere along the line, you realize it is you. And I've, I've got that in one of my bullet points. But in this like higher level problem, it's, you know, there's a problem. I mean, I joined uh, my black belt coaching group almost three years ago. And I knew, I think I was doing at that time, <clears throat> I'd done a couple hundred K months and some 60 K months. But at the time I was doing like 40 K months on average. But I knew my problem was that I needed to solve is I need specific scripts and um, emails and I need a specific plan, you know, for, you know, onboarding new clients, for taking care of them, for setting expectations for the year. And I knew I needed exact things to say and to write and a formula. Like, I just knew that's what I needed. And that's why I joined Taki Moore's Black Belt Group. because that's, I got a whole lot more than that. But that's one of the first things that I got. So I got these specific things. And I had gone and paid, you know, $2,500 for some other course that was like how to sell on Instagram. And it promised scripts. And I got into the course and there were no PDF downloads or anything that I can copy and paste. It was none of that, you know, so that's why in my programs, I provide a lot of resources. Hey, copy and paste this script, send it out, email it out, etc. But these like larger problems, like, you know, hundred K month problems, they become problems, not just team members, um, and volume, but it's like, okay, the problem is, okay, which problem do I tackle? You know, because you know you've got a couple different problems. Which problem do I do I worry about now, and which problem do I just let simmer for a while longer? Because you can't get to all of them, and that's part of this eighty percent is good enough uh, philosophy that somehow came out of my brain a few years ago. It's that to run a successful business, it doesn't have to be perfect. I just have to figure out which lever to pull, which is the most important lever. And that's where, for me, working with a coach, the coach can see which lever needs to be pulled. You know, and it's like, okay, a coach can pull a lever. So, you know, I've just recently moved from uh, Black Belt into Boardroom, which is in order to qualify for Boardroom, you have to be doing a million dollars a year. And it took me about a, a year, uh, you know, when I qualified. I qualified over a year ago, but I wasn't ready. I had a lot of things on my plate. Like, my problem was time which is the next thing, you know, so I was getting a divorce from my ex-wife. I didn't have time or capacity to deal with anything. I just could like manage, right? And I was like, I can't do this. Well, in my onboarding call, we looked at, you know, my metrics, you know, how many leads am I getting per month and how many sales calls or strategy calls do we have? And Chris, who's the coach was like, yeah, that number is off. Like that's a big area of opportunity. Okay. So this is my business, right? And I said, okay, great. I've been thinking about doing different, like instead of an application to strategy call, doing a triage and then a strategy call. And if you don't know what these words mean, it doesn't matter. What matters is I knew this was a big project. 
And I hadn't made the effort to take on this project because it was time intensive. And I didn't know, I was like, you know, is this going to be the thing? And about a year, about two years ago, I asked my, my coach at the time, um, so I, I worked with Bedros for four years and Taki for so far three, and I've overlapped about a year and a half. And I, and I asked, I said, Hey, should I do this? And he was like, no, it's like, you're in a different industry. You know, you don't need to, and it's not broken right now. It was at the time it was a good idea, but it's a lot of effort and it wasn't broken. Well, this summer, like things shifted, you know, times and since 2020, things are just like all over the place. And it's like everyone we know is in our clinic buying buying uh, behaviors are, are slightly different and we have to always adjust. So I've started, I said, I met with uh, Chris Dufay, who's uh, one of the boardroom coaches and we started putting in these triage calls and it's working and it's helping, and, but it's still time intensive on Aaron until I build out, I get it right, I build out the system and I train the team to do this. So it's not that that's the only problem that you have or I have, but it's the decision at this higher level is which problem do I tackle? Because most of them that I can identify are, are a big deal. And which one do I do? <clears throat> which one's worth my time and effort? Because one of the big problems when you're busy is that you're busy and you don't have time. Time at a certain point in this journey Time becomes your most valuable asset. When you're just getting started with a business, there's this sweat equity thing. And sweat equity means you put in time into the business to grow it. But as you start to lose time, you start um, putting money into the business to grow it. And at a certain point, money is gonna get you to the result faster than your time because you're leveraging your time by paying other people. I think there's this saying that poor people uh, buy things with money, buy use money to buy things, and rich people or wealthy people use money to buy time. You know, it's, it's something like that. And think about that. It's like, okay, when you're success, maybe it's not rich or successful, it's successful. Successful people use money to buy back time. And poor people or people with a poor mindset use time. What is it they, use? they use money to buy things that don't give them time. They just use money to buy things or they use time to, time to, to, you know, to buy things, right? They're trading time for money. And when you can flip out of this trading time for money paradigm where you're the harder you work, the more you make to the smarter you work, the more you make, then your problems change, your income increases and your impact increases. So for a lot of people, you may not be aware that time is your problem, but time is your problem because you're too busy. You're too busy treating patients to grow your business. You're too busy with two or three businesses to grow one. That's a good problem to have. You know, I've worked with a handful of clients lately who have these really good problems. And all we have to do is tackle one of them. We don't have to tackle all of them to, you know, Alan Ling was, uh, spoke at PT BizCon this year and we did some private coaching earlier in the year. And he sent me a message recently. He was like, you know, Aaron, I should go look at it while I'm talking about it. But so I'll tell you about Alan while I'm finding the message. Um, Alan is a physical therapist who owns PT Innovations in um, El Cerrito. And that's where I did my final clinical rotation when I was a DPT student at Elon. And I had met Alan speaking at a national PT event. And he was like, you should come work for me. And I was like, nah. But when it got to the point of my final six-month clinical rotation and my options in North Carolina were really bad, 
um, I called up Alan because Alan was going to do a rotation that was half business, half clinical because I was a massage therapist. I already knew how to treat patients and get good results. So we did that. Um, I did some, uh, training with Alan's team a few, about 10, 15 years ago. And we did some earlier this year. Uh, this is what Alan said. He said, I want to, I just want to, uh, catch up on our process on our progress he said we went from a negative 325,000 in 2022 to what looks like a positive 300,000 this year so part of that was shedding uh non-team players and the other part was the extra 30k in cash-based services we built for him I mean we I didn't build it for him we talked about it he took the ideas and and ran with it he had this aquatic program that had been shut down during COVID couldn't figure out how to open it back up um, because insurance reimbursement was so low and we made it into a cash-based program and it's group aquatic therapy brings in 30k 30k months which is fucking dope <laughs> so but we didn't have to solve all the problems we just had to have, find one we just got to take one of these problems especially when you have a business that's successful you might not feel as successful but you've got volume you've got hundreds of people coming through your business a week or or sales, like we can make some small tweaks that no one notices. And these aren't even scary tweaks, like going from 150 cash to 250 in cash. These are just raising your collected by 10, 15% or 20 bucks a visit. We can bring in an extra 300K a year in cash, a lot of, you know, which is dope, <laughs> you know. Um, so, but that's all about time and finding the good problems to solve, right? So here's the next piece is, there's the struggle. It's called the struggle, right? You're always going to be struggling. There's always a struggle. Everyone has one. I've got one. You've got one. I've shared a little bit about mine. I don't never usually share it about them, and I don't all the time on social media. And so that's the thing is like everyone's struggling with something. You just don't know about it, right? So everyone's struggling with something. So when it comes down to communication with people, like customer service, everyone's got a problem. Everyone's got an issue. Everyone's got their own perspective. And if you only see the world in one direction from your perspective, you're missing out on helping tons of people. You're missing out on what is that one thing this other person in front of you just needs to hear or see or be forgiven for so that they can have an opportunity to succeed because maybe there's some other shit going on in their life and you have no idea about it. And they would never tell you right? Because they would only tell two or three people, but they're struggling and that's why they're late and that's why they don't show up. Or that's why, you know, they, they can't get the information out of their head in a clear way. It's because they've got so many things going on. They haven't had a chance to talk about it and synthesize the ideas. Everyone is. And then the other side is you feel like you're alone and isolated because you're going through this pain or this process, whether it's growing your business or financial stress or relationship stress, everyone's struggling with something. You just don't know. And then when someone tells you their struggles, you don't always have to tell them what yours are. You, all you got to do is acknowledge that there, that life is hard. It's really number one thing people want to hear is that, yeah, life is hard. I see you. You're doing great. And that's the thing, but that's the struggle. So there's the problems in the struggle, right? Um, people struggle with success. We talked about that and struggle with like being like privileged, like having, having it too good and wanting to do it on their own. I mean, there's a lot of things on their own. They struggle with their health. I mean, look, I've, I've had two concussions this year. 
you know, not that great. <laughs> hadn't been, you know, hadn't helped me in a lot of ways. Um, in relationships, right? People struggle with relationships. Uh, people struggle with belief in themselves, their product, what they're doing. They, you're trying to do something and almost like you're forcing it and you don't quite believe or you don't believe you're as good as people say or, you know, maybe that's like imposter syndrome, you know, or confidence, like you don't have confidence in your skills. You know, some of these things are because, you know, the negative stuff sticks and the positive reinforcement just kind of, um, that's why we start, I start a lot of my coaching calls. We start our team meetings with wins. We start our coaching calls with wins, um, so that we can kind of be reminded of the good we're doing in the world, right? The bigger your bank account grows, the more impact, you know, you're making in the world. People struggle with confidence, shame, fear, fear of success, fear of failure. Ego is a bitch sometimes. Okay, so imposter syndrome is like this, well, I who am I to possibly teach about X, Y, and Z? You know what? Just because there are people that know more about it or are more academically minded doesn't mean that you can't share with the world because people are going to connect with you. Okay, I have imposter syndrome sometimes. Man, it's, it, but it didn't bother me. Like, it didn't keep me from doing things like this. And I'm like, who am I to have, you know, 50 people come to Greensboro to work with me for the weekend? I'm like, that's a big shoes to fill. That's exactly how I felt about two months ago when our Platinum Mastermind members came here to Greensboro. I'm still, I still felt like that, right? Like, who am I to do this? You know, like, but they're not here for me. That's the funny thing. And that's something I've learned this year is like, people aren't here for me. I'm just the facilitator. I'm the communicator of the information that was really hard for me to find. And hopefully it's easier for you to find. Okay. So as you're seeing like these things, these create problems. This is the problem with success. These things get in your way of success. If you don't have the belief, you won't be successful. If you lack confidence, how are you going to teach and share and sell? You know, if you have shame or fear around something, like, it's just, it starts to paralyze you. I can't say you have to get rid of it, but, like, we got to deal with it, manage it, figure some of these things out, take some of the layers back, right? I just watched uh, 8 Mile with Eminem, right? And he's doing these rap battles. If you haven't seen this, you got to see this. But what is Eminem, how does Eminem win the rap battle? Well, the first couple times, he let, you know, when the other guy, you know, goes first, he can come back at him. Well, the last time he's rapping against Papa Doc, you know, Anthony Mackie, who played, uh, um, he was in uh, the um, Marvel. He was the, not Captain America, but the guy with the wings on his back. But he's Papa Doc. I was like, oh, Papa Doc. Okay. So, but he's rapping against him. And all they're doing is cutting each other down in their raps, right? He gets up there. And so Eminem has to go first. And all he's doing is, He's like, yeah, he's like, you know, like I live in a trailer, I'm poor white trash, you know, someone else is sleeping with my girl, blah, 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 you know, my friend shot himself, I got a black eye, blah, and, and he just like, he, he just took away all of his ammunition, he's just saying, hey, look at me, I am imperfect, but you know what, it took a lot of, you know, that was, there's a lot of fear in that, and it, he had to overcome all this fear and shame to be able to say, hey, look, look at me, I'm not perfect, and Papa Doc had nothing to say. He was like, you got me, basically, you know, and so when you can overcome these things, then they become your superpower. 
this is the whole thing people say to me, Aaron, I want to have an online business, but I don't want to get on social media. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, those things don't work. I want to have an in-person business. I want to do social media. Yeah, that's probably fine. Like we don't get in my clinic, we don't get a ton of leads from social media uh, for the clinic, but I can tell you what, when people see me on Facebook as Aaron, the person, uh, they connect with me and it draws a lot of people in, you know, like there's a lot of stuff we do that helps. It's not necessary, but you know what? Like social media isn't everything. And if you want an online business, you want to help people around the world, social media is the game and you just got to get over yourself and get on it. That's why, uh, about a year ago in our mastermind, I had a half a dozen people telling me this and I was like, all right, we're doing a 30 day uh, Facebook live challenge. And Almost everyone in the group did it. I even did like a Instagram live where I did a Instagram live, not uh, Instagram story every day for my private channel. That's what I decided to do. Um, you know, the more you do it, the more comfortable it becomes, the less intimidating it is. So here's a couple things about social media. What you see is only part of the story. I th hopefully as adults, we all know that now. Like it's not, you don't, you're not seeing all the story. You're seeing the good things, the inspirational things, the learning things. So this is really where when business, you want to use social media for your business, but don't let it use you. I think it's okay to use it as an escape. I mean, I send funny memes back and forth with my brother. It's a fun way that we connect. We, you know, half of them are like about, you know, gastrointestinal distress and the other half are like, you know, about ADD and ADHD memes and things like that. But it's funny. And you know, uh, and then I use it for business building and getting people into programs and courses and getting people the book and webinars and stuff like that. And sometimes I'm just like, you know what, I need an escape and I'll scroll it. But I get like, you know, a few minutes in, I'm like, this isn't doing anything for me because I'm not following people that, uh, th that I use as like escape, you know, um, but with the Explorer page and all that, it's made it easier for Instagram to enter the brain that way. Um, but follow people that, that add value to your life or maybe are clients, um, but don't follow people that take away. And, um, you know, and this is for me as much as anyone else, try to find times where you can still escape without the social media. And I will say in 2023, that's really, really hard. Um, but going on a walk, listening to music, those are good things. I've been digging up a bunch of my music tunes from the nineties. As you can tell, that was the whole with Eminem. Um, okay. So use social media for your business. Don't let it use you. Number one tip, take your first personal Facebook profile and use it for your business. So you don't have to completely straight up turn it into a business account, but your featured image should have a picture of you and say something about who you help and what you help them do. Have a little social proof on there. There's a little description um, for you or like this little, I don't know, maybe it, I don't even, I think it's like 150 characters and you can say something in there. If you go to mine, it's facebook.com forward slash a labauer. You'll see it says I help uh, physical therapists make more money without relying on insurance companies. And then it has my URL for my website. You should update that because people are going to look, especially if they're interacting with you in another group, they're going to look at your profile and you want it to say, who you help and what you help them do and have links to your business. Like it should say where you work. Can't tell you how many Facebook profiles I see of business owners and their personal Facebook profile doesn't have any information about where they work. And it's really hard to find them. Like you're going to struggle in business 
or if you're not struggling in business and you're not doing that, just imagine how much more successful your business can be if people could easily find information about your business and what you sell, who you help from your personal profile. Okay. Let me talk about, there's a couple more problems. I didn't make a list of numbers of the problems, but here's another problem is once you start generating cash, what do you do with the money? Okay. Well, there needs to be a couple things. There's a, uh, thing that uh, I can't remember who teaches it. it's called profit first it's not my idea someone else it's a book it's a trademark thing but the whole idea is we're going to take money that and pay ourselves first so can you open another bank account and just start automatically moving money over there right okay let's do that with pay yourself through your business and max out your your 401k or your IRA okay we've got more than that okay how do we take money and start you know uh, moving it to other places automatically, like it, into um, investment account or into a savings account for make sure you have a rainy day, like a three to six months rainy day uh, cash account. But maybe if it's six months, three of those months can be used to invest in your next property when that comes. Or maybe um, you take some of that money and we put it uh, into, you know, like a an account for your kids right? Like a, what are they called? The 529 accounts, or you put your kids on payroll, you give them a job, you put them on payroll and you move, you, you, you pay your kids a salary or, or like a, and you, and you move that money into a custodial account. There's a lot of different options. We have to figure out where do we invest your money? I think for me, one of my goals, my goal is to have 10 million in investments, but really the, the first one would be, I mean, I'm, I'm close to uh, a million in net worth ish. As some of that got eroded in the last year, but really it's like if I have 5 million in investments and this is just stock market, if let's say I had 5 million in stock market, I could pull 20,000 out every month to live on without eroding the principal, right? If I have 10 million, then I can have 40K a month in cash in my bank account just from investments. And so that's really my one of my, one of my goals is to have $10 million in investments that, um, whether it's not just stock market, real estate, maybe ownership in some non-sexy business like a car wash that pay me out, you know, 40 K a month in cash Sweet. Then uh, the other things I'm doing become bonus. So as you start making money and generating cash, it's like, what do we do with it? We don't want to put it under the mattress. We need to hold on to it. This is a problem. I'm not a financial advisor but we work with our coaching clients on some of these strategies as well and who to talk to to figure them out. And so I wanna talk about some business bottlenecks because these are the problems that we're gonna encounter. Business bottlenecks, one of them is team, okay? There's a lack of a team. You can't do it all by yourself. Uh, few people probably get to a million dollars all by themselves, but probably not without at least a virtual assistant or someone doing something else unless you're selling like, 10, 100K a year coaching programs. If you if you can command 100K a year for coaching, you probably got a lot of other stuff going on, right? You probably already have a team. Do 500K things. Like, I bet there's people out there that could charge a million a year or 500K a year for one or two clients. But that's rare, right? And if you're doing that, you probably have an assistant. You probably already have someone as a team. So you need people, okay? So... One of the bottlenecks is you don't have a team and you're afraid to hire. Okay, now once you've built the team, the next bottleneck, you know, so it's like afraid to hire. So I think at the start, it's you're afraid to hire. You don't know when to hire. 
how do I hire the next person when I'm not generating money? How do I hire the first person when, um, when I know it's going to cost me money, you know, in my, out of my pocket? Well, a lot of times that first person isn't bringing in more money. They're bringing you more time. Okay. So the first person I hired was Sarah and Sarah brought me at minimum an extra five hours a week. And when that five hours a week, I could treat five more patients. Sarah was able to do the laundry, clean, return the phone calls, um, help with the intake, onboarding of our new patients. Five hours of time, to me, was well worth what I what I paid her in compensation. And I'm pretty sure she felt like she was getting paid what she was comfortable with and happy with. You know, she worked with me for about two and a half years, right? And then moved on to another job that had more benefits and more opportunities for her and um, you know, whatnot. So, you know, but I've got time out of the deal because she was an admin and I've had people say to me, I don't know if I would hire an admin. My PT should be responsible for X, Y, and Z. And that's fair enough. But the admin person saves you and your team time so they can do more revenue generating activities. Okay. Now, once we get past there's, there's that is kind of like bottleneck number one with team bottleneck. Number two with team is you've got team members, but maybe they're doing, they're not working Maybe they're not in the right seat on the bus. Maybe there's a problem with someone. You don't know where it is. I've encountered this too. I think I've talked about this on the podcast. It's like people. People are dynamic. So now once you have people, now you've got to deal with dynamic personalities. And we have to deal with um, how do we motivate them and inspire them and give them um, ownership. And at some point, you're going to have to fire someone because the team that gets you to 100K or 250K isn't the team that's going to get you a million. And the team that gets you to a million isn't the team that's going to get you to five. It's probably, it may not be the team that gets you to, you know, one and a half million because things are going to have to start to change somewhere along the line. I don't know. Like there's not a specific place, but who gets you to 100K isn't going to get you to a million. And whoever gets you to a million isn't going to get you to, you know, three. Okay. It, maybe it's the same physical, actual person, and maybe it's the same body, right? It could be, but their mindset is also have to change. They're also going to have to grow. They can't be the same person. They have to grow as a person, and part of your job as a the business owner, founder, as the leader, is to help them grow and give them opportunities for growth and to learn and become a better person and a more success-minded team member, okay? That's not all of them, but we're to talk about team. Systems. And business bottleneck number two is systems. Do you even have systems? Do you have replicatable systems? Have you documented what you do? Okay. Two, you do have systems. Where are they breaking down and causing churn? So losing clients or erosion. Ero- your churn is, okay, we're losing clients uh, faster than we're gaining new ones. Or, you know, it's like, well, it's not faster then. It's like churn is your um, your ratio of, new clients to existing clients dropping off, right? And then there's erosion and erosion is where are we losing profit margin and where are we losing money? It's like in small chunks. Okay, I had an employee that was causing churn and erosion and I didn't really notice it. I I didn't notice, I noticed it. I didn't understand how impactful the erosion was until even a year after she was gone. So what we have to do is figure out, okay, where are the systems breaking down? So that was a breakdown in systems. And you know what? That was an Aaron problem, right? 
it was an oversight of my problem. It was me. Does I remember I told earlier, like which problem do we solve and which problem do we let go let, or let uh, simmer? This was a problem I let simmer because I had other problems that were more pressing. And the longer I let it simmer, the more erosion happened and the more it affected me long term. You know, and so I take the blame for choosing which problem to address first. Okay, number three, business bottlenecks, vision. Vision for, you need to have a vision for where you're going and what you want. And be okay with saying, I want $5 million in investments. I want to make, you know, $3 million, gross $3 million a year. I want a million dollars in my pocket. You got to be okay with the money because otherwise you can say, I want all these things. Okay, but you, if you just want things and they're not related to money, you can probably get it. You just got to sell other shit. You just quit your job and you can have freedom. You know, freedom of time. You won't have freedom of income. You know, you choose your freedom. You got to have a vision and it needs to be beyond what you can see yourself or that feels comfortable. We really have to stretch it because if you're only going for what's comfortable and what you can see, you can struggle to get it on your own. You can work with someone like me and get there really fast. And that's what happened with me in bicycle racing. I didn't have anyone helping me do that. And once I started working with Ashley as my coach, I went boom, boom. I went from category three to two to one. And then I was like, well, what do I race for now? Like I got way beyond where I thought I was ever capable. And I didn't build a new vision. And I, you know, so, you know, it was fine. I wasn't going to go to the Tour de France. But like that happened, you know, right now I'm also struggling, not struggling with working through this challenge of, okay, where do I see myself now that my, my life and situation has changed? What do I see for myself, for Aaron and my family, for me and my kids in the next five years, 10 years, where do I, what do I want that to look like? And how do I match that, um, with my, with how I work, the, the time I spend in the, at work and my vision and how much money I need and want to do what I want, the vision, it needs to be beyond, beyond what you see and feel is comfortable. That's where a good coach can help you build that and create that and stretch you and push you. And once you start getting close, like you should never reach your goals. If you're an entrepreneur, you really should never reach your goals because by the time you hit the goal, you should already have a new goal. By the time you hit that million dollar year, before you hit it, you don't wait till you hit a million and then say, hey, I'm gonna do three million. You get to like 750, you go, oh, millions around the corner, I want three. I want one and a half. Okay, what do I need to do? And I can tell you for me, my business, going from the 84K to 125K months, like I'm at that, I've been at that sticky, like 100K months sticky point. I know something needs to change. And I talked about one of the things I'm changing earlier is changing this uh, kind of sales process that we're doing, which that's the same sales process I'm doing in the clinic. Um, you know, so it's just small tweaks here, but I've got this vision. I know where I want to be. Um, so anyways, Bedro said to me at one point, three years ago, he said, Aaron, I want you to aiming for this, you know, three, three to $5 million. I was like, yo, dude, that's great and all. But, you know, I think at the time I was doing like 60 K months. Yeah. I can't remember what, what is that? Uh, about half a million. And I was like, all right, you're going to have to show me how to, how to get there. Cause I don't see it. He's like, well, there's pricing and there's volume. He's like, you're charging this now, but if you charge that and you have the, he's like, you'll, you'll be there. I was like, oh, <laughs> it was simple conversation, but it's something that I couldn't see. Vision is team systems, visions, time. I know you can get there on your own because you've gotten this far, right? Especially if you're doing, you're successful, especially you have a business for a few years. The real question is how much longer are you willing to wait to get to the next destination? 
right? Like, do you want to stay on the same trajectory or would you like to hit the accelerator and speed up, right? Or if you haven't gotten where you want to be and you're struggling, you know, to figure it out and you're like, oh, I can do this. I know I can, it can. It's like, how much longer do you want to struggle? And that's the time thing because time is the most valuable resource. So the, the question is, how much longer are you willing to wait to do something different to get you there faster? And would you choose a different strategy if you knew it was guaranteed to get you there faster? I mean, that's the time thing. It's like, you know, if, if there was a strategy that you didn't know existed, if I could give it to you and you did it and it got you there faster, even though you could get there on your own on path A, would you choose path B to get there faster? I would, definitely would. So time, so that's for me, when I'm working with a coach, what I'm doing is I'm buying time. When I'm buying new software, I'm investing in new software or building a new system, what I'm really doing is buying time for myself. I'm investing in time for myself because I want to get there faster. Because I want to wait, I'm 49, I'll be 50 soon. I want to wait longer, I want to get there faster. Okay, I think my last one is you. <laughs> What is this? Uh, one, two, three, four, five. Number five, the fifth business bottleneck, but probably the most important is you. A lot of these things are about you and your decisions. Um, I would say a seasoned entrepreneur knows they are their own worst enemy and bottleneck, right? You're, so Tim Ferriss, 4-Hour Workweek, I didn't read the whole thing. I got ADD, but the important things that I pulled out was as soon as he stepped away from his business, his um, he had a, I think he had a supplement business, as soon as he stepped away and started, you know, he did four hours of work a week was, I think he went out of the country and he did four one hour meetings with his team or maybe two or one hour meetings with his team and two hours on email. His business started um, multiplying faster than it was when he was directly in charge. He realized that he was his own bottleneck, right? And then, and then he started talking about like, how do you make it, uh, what's it called? Uh, passive income. It's not passive. He's just not trading time for money. But you are your own worst bottleneck. I know I am the bottleneck. You know, it's my decisions, my ability to make decisions, my vision, my ability to do the work, but not all the work, and to delegate the work. Um, my, my bottlenecks are my business bottlenecks. If I unstick my own bottlenecks, then my business unsticks. And that's why I go to events and work with coaches, and I try to surround myself with other entrepreneurs who understand. Because if I'm eating dinner with someone who runs a multi-million dollar business or a business I don't even know how big it is, but I know they got 100 employees and they own, you know, probably 10 million in <laughs> real estate. Like, I'm going to learn some things. I know that. And that's why I do my best to hang around people that are more successful than me. Okay, you also, here's the deal. They're good ideas. And there's too many things to do. This is the you thing, right? And a little bit of time. There's too many things to do. I don't have time to do them all. Um, you probably, what you need is a roadmap or, and a specific game plan to just, I just need that one thing to do, right? And if you had that one thing and you knew you only had to do this one thing and it could add 10% or even double your business, wouldn't you do it, right? So that's what I'm looking for. It's like, what's that one thing that I know if I put in this time and effort to do this, it's going to make a significant impact in my business, give me a huge ROI on time. That leads me to once you become successful, I learned this from Craig Ballantyne. This is like the freedom paradox. You're successful. Now you have more choices, more freedom. 
but you feel more restricted because you're like, what do I do today? I don't know. I can do anything. Which thing do I do? It's like too many decisions. This is where your routine of getting up at the same time every day, of eating the same thing for breakfast, you know, coming into work, making coffee, and, and you just know, like I know Mondays I do team meetings, Fridays I record uh, podcasts. I just have, you know, like I have a routine. The routine routine rules, like bumpers, like, okay, you know, I'm not going to eat after 9 p.m., you know, because it's not good for my body if I'm going to bed at 11 or 11.30. I'm not going to, you know, do X, Y, and Z. Like I'm going to work out five days a week. I've got my workouts planned, right? Rules and bumpers on your life and a consistent plan help you navigate this like freedom. So because it becomes almost distressing. It's like I've got too many, I've already made hundreds of decisions at work. I don't want to make decisions in my, in my free time. I just want to know what I'm going to do. So there's a little bit of this paradox, right? Of freedom. The more freedom you have, the more kind of almost restrained and anxiety producing things can be, which is weird, right? Unless we control the variables and know what we want. And then if we know what we want, we can always work towards that. That's why having goals for fitness, business, balance, life, you know, relationships, et cetera, are important. Sometimes life gives you the hard reset and forces your hand. So you have to reset your vision, mission, goals, and plan, which is a little bit where I'm at or where I've been. The real question, the real question is, what are you going to do about your situation right now? Like as you've, hopefully, like as I've been talking to you about these things and how this is related to me and the people I've worked with, hopefully you're getting some aha moments. I just want to know what are you going to do about it right now? Are you going to hem and haw? and try to figure this out longer? You know, are you, do you know the right thing to do? You're just afraid to make the decision? Or are you gonna act quickly, be decisive? Because business loves speed and success loves decisiveness, right? You have to be decisive and be like, I'm gonna take this, make this choice and go with it and stick with it. So what are you gonna do? If you have a successful business, but you're not completely satisfied with your revenue growth, the amount of free time you have, your ability to travel or provide, um, and maybe you're like me and you're really never satisfied with your, <laughs> with your progress because you have big goals and dreams and you just want to brainstorm some ideas together, build out a game plan um, for you. We, you might be a great fit to work with me in our Platinum Mastermind or as a private coaching client. So I'd love to hop on a free new patient strategy call with you. Um, it'll be with me or maybe someone on my team um, to see if we're a good fit to work together. If this sounds like interesting to you, um, go to callwithaaron.com. Check out the videos and book in a free 15-minute uh, uh, new patient strategy call. We'll get you some new ideas, brainstorm some ideas, get you some new business running, and see what happens next. That's it for today's show. Like I said, the problem with success is a lot of these things, but it's generally you. It's generally me. Um, it's our own limiting belief and mindset and our ability to take action, do the work, and see a clear path. And when you have a clear path, it's easy to take action. Um, when, you have a, when you have a big vision, you know what you want, and you have a clear path, it's easy to take action and hit the next mark, help a lot of people, and I'll see you on the next show. Peace. Hey, what's up? It's Aaron. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to the show. Whenever you're ready, here are three ways I can help you grow your business. One, grab a free copy of my book. It's the roadmap to launch, grow, and scale your physical therapy business. Just DM me the word book over on Instagram at Aaron LeBauer or go to cashptblueprintbook.com. Number two, you could join our Cash PT Blueprint case study program. 
We're putting together a new coaching case study group this month. And if you'd like to work with us to launch a six-figure cash practice in just 90 days, just send me a message on Instagram with the words blueprint or number three, work with me and my team privately. If you have an established business and would like to work directly with me and my team to take your business to multiple six or seven figures, just send me a message over on Instagram with the words private and I'll get back to you with all the details. Thanks, and I'll see you next week on the show.